Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we are going to be going over the Week 2 Wide Receiver Start or Sit Decisions for Fantasy Football in 2020. We are going to go over every single game and every single notable wide receiver playing in that game and tell you whether I would start or sit the player in that given matchup. Now, there's also going to be start or sit videos for every single position. We're starting off this week with wide receivers. There'll be running backs likely later today, and tomorrow will be quarterbacks and tight end. And then later in the week, we are going to be getting into my rankings at each and every single position after we obviously know a lot more about injuries that are going on. We'll probably know more likely who is going to be playing and who is going to be sitting on Sunday. But before we get into the week two wide receiver start or sits, I'd like to give you guys a word from my sponsor over at OverlayDFS.com. OverlayDFS.com offers a new game titled the Match Up Shop. It is the easiest way to win money in the fantasy football, daily fantasy sports industry. It is so easy to understand. Pretty much all it is is betting player versus player on each of these matchup posted. There's a million matchups here that you can go ahead and look at. There's Thursday, there's Sunday, and there is Monday, and the lines do move. So understanding how the price works. So you're getting minus two and a half on Nick Chubb. So Nick Chubb, whatever point total he gets in fantasy football based upon the rules on the website, minus two and a half points. Jarvis Landry on the other side of it gets plus two and a half points. It is very simple to figure out. If you play fantasy football, you should be able to easily dominate on this website. So make sure you guys check it out. OverlayDFS.com. And I make videos every week showing you guys which players to pick so you guys can win that big moolah. So make sure you guys check it out. OverlayDFS.com. Make sure you guys check out OverlayDFS.com. Link down below in the description. And while you're down there, please make sure to hit that subscribe button to the channel. So let's get right into it. Week two, wide receiver, start or sit decisions. We begin here with the Thursday night game, the Bengals at the Cleveland Browns. Now, in this game, I think that this is going to be a much better game for both the Bengals and the Browns. Last week, the Bengals game was kind of a snooze fest, if I'm being completely honest with you. Early on in the game, Joe Burrow really, really, really did struggle. It seemed like Joe Burrow was just getting used to the NFL, which is entirely what fucking happened. The guy didn't have preseason at all to get ready, didn't have that rookie camp, didn't have all the stuff that most quarterbacks are given in their rookie year. This time, it was all new for Joe Burrow, and as the game progressed, he started to look like the old Joe Burrow from LSU. Go Tigers! So in this game, I do like A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of A.J. Green, but if he was to have a good game, it would be up against the bum-ass Cleveland Browns. This seems like the perfect scenario for him to redeem himself after not looking super hot last week. When A.J. Green is healthy, I would advise you most likely to start him, but the reason why I didn't really like him too much in the offseason is due to injury concerns. The other side of the team is A.J. Green's best buddy, Tyler. Yeah, Boyd. Tyler Boyd did have a very big disappointing week one, I think, as Joe Burrow gets better, as Joe Burrow continues to feed him the ball. I like Tyler Boyd in this game and would start him. Understand he is a bit more risky coming in the first couple weeks of the season because he doesn't have that necessarily great rapport with Joe Burrow, apparently, because in camp, all the words out of camp were Tyler Boyd and Joe Burrow look like best buddies. They look like they're going to have that excellent connection like Burrow had in college with his wide receivers, and it just did not show up last Sunday. Maybe that was because the L.A. Chargers defense is much better than the Browns defense. That could entirely be it, and we could see a big game out of both Boyd and A.J. Green in this game. For the Browns, I'm going to be starting Jarvis Landry. Now, there is reports that Jarvis Landry may not end up playing. There are reports of that, so obviously monitor that up to Thursday because if uh, Jarvis Landry is not ending up starting in the game, you're not going to want to start him 
on your fantasy team. And for the sit, I'm going to sit down Odell Beckham Jr. Just like he prefers girls to sit on top of him and take a nice, nasty shit straight on his chest. And that's what Odell Beckham Jr. did to you if you started him on your team last week. I told you guys all offseason, do not draft Odell Beckham Jr. And if you drafted him, you are going to have to sleep in the sheets that got shit on by Odell Beckham Jr.'s girlfriend because that's just what's going to happen. Odell, on a weekly basis, will always seem like a great start, right? He's playing the Bengals this week. The Bengals. You could probably go out there and score a touchdown on the Bengals' defense. But Odell, for some reason, can't. It seems like him and Baker just do not have the rapport. There's reports that the Browns might even trade Odell Beckham Jr. So who knows where Odell Beckham Jr. will end up. Who knows if he'll even be on the Browns on Thursday. But with that said, he's definitely a sit for me. Now on to the Sunday slate of games. We start with the Falcons at the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm going to be starting in this game Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley for the Falcons. Those are pretty much no-brainers. The Falcons offense was the most pass-heavy team in the NFL last year. Last week, one of the most pass-heavy teams yet again. It was no surprise that this team was going to be throwing the rock at an absorbent rate. And just against the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to be able to do it again. We saw the Rams be quite successful in the passing game last week up against them on Sunday night. So I expect Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley to go absolutely crazy in this game and start eating like their name was Ezekiel Elliott for the Cowboys. I'm starting Amari Cooper. Now, Amari Cooper, you have to start him, right? Because you drafted him early. But on a week-in, week-out basis, it is very hard to see when he is going to actually have that shitty game because he always does. Amari Cooper always has the game like every couple weeks where he does shit, and then he goes as a trend. He does really good. Does really good, does really good, then shits the bed like four times. Or he does good, then bad, then good, then bad, bad, bad. Like a million different times. There's a million different combinations. But Amari Cooper always somehow ends up in the top 12 due to those good games being very good. Against the Falcons defense, you would assume this game is going to be a back and forth gun heavy affair of both teams throwing the ball a lot. So Amari Cooper could have a big game here. And it's pretty unlikely that you're going to be able to sit him anyways, even if you aren't ultra confident in him going into the game. For the other Cowboys receiver, I'm going to be starting up Michael Gallup in this game. Now, Michael Gallup did not have all. All that great of a Sunday game last week. Amari Cooper actually played pretty well, but I expect Michael Gallup to have a nice bounce back game with Mr. Dakota Prescott. For the sits in this game, Russell Gage had an excellent game last week up against the Seattle Seahawks, but I just feel like that's not going to be something that is going to happen on a weekly basis. I feel like Russell Gage just isn't going to be that guy. I think if Hayden Hurst is more involved in this offense, like I believe he will be, Russell Gage just doesn't get that opportunity to do it. So I would sit him down this week. Obviously, a guy some people may have picked up, but I didn't really even try to talk about him in the waiver show since I didn't feel like he was that important of a pickup for the week. For the Cowboys, obviously they have CeeDee Lamb, but to me, he's not going to be a start in my lineup unless Gallup or Cooper goes down or unless he proves that he can be one of those guys to be in my lineup on a week-in, week-out basis. If there was any week for it, though, now with the loss of... uh their tight end, Mr. Blake Jarwin. My bad. Blake Jarwin is just not going to be playing in this game. He is on the IR. So if there's any game he could start to do it, would be in this game up against the Falcons. But for me, I'm very cautious. I would go ahead and wait a couple of weeks or maybe till next week to see how involved Mr. C.D.'s Nuts Lamb is going to play in this game. Next game up here is the Broncos at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Both teams that played in the Monday night doubleheader are back here again, Broncos at Steelers. Now, obviously last week, Cortland Sutton did not play for the Broncos. It was the Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick show, which didn't end up well because the Titans obviously won the game. Now, the Titans should have won that game by at least 12 points, but Steven Gostowski, one of the best kickers to ever grace the NFL, could not hit a field goal to save his fucking life, except for when he did right at the end of the game to walk off for the Titans win. Cortland Sutton obviously was not there, so we have no idea what this team is going to look like with Sutton 
with Judy, with all that, but it seems like Sutton is going to be involved in this offense. Him and, and uh, Mr. Horsecock, Drew Locke, had an excellent connection last year, so I think we can see Colton Sutton be pretty good against the Steelers' offense, but or defense, I should say, but make sure you temper your expectations because the Steelers' defense is so good, but they did end up letting Mr. Darius Slayton, the speedster, burn them a couple of times last week. For the Steelers, Juju and Deontay Johnson are flying straight into my lineup. Now, my worries about Juju were not with Juju Smith-Schuster himself. It was more based upon Big Ben. Ben Roethlisberger, and now it appears that Big Ben Roethlisberger is 100%. He's perfectly fine, and he is going to be good to go again for Week 2 against the Broncos, so I am not worrying at all about Juju. I'm firing him into my lineup. I also like Deontay Johnson in this matchup, the second highest. Actually, I think he was targeted more than Juju Smith-Schuster on Monday. With that said, these two guys are the clear one and two for Big Ben, and I expect them to be starts in these videos on a weekly basis, so I think both Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster would happily be in your lineup, even at the same exact time. I'll be sitting down Jerry Judy. I feel like once Cortland Sutton comes back, we see a bow, or kind of like a decline of Jerry Judy's targets. He played pretty well on Monday, but obviously did have a couple missed catches that were just routine things. Obviously, that's just some rookie mistakes that he will iron out as the season goes on. For the Steelers, James Washington and Chase Claypool both involved on Monday night, but I just don't think they will be as in, they, I just don't think they're going to be super involved on a weekly basis to really want to start either of them. I just feel like Deontay Johnson and Juju are kind of like the yin and yang of that offense, the clear one and two, the guys that I would actually want to start on a weekly basis. The reason why I was kind of on James Washington as being a potential guy that you could start on a weekly basis was because I wasn't sure who the clear number two was. You know the ones Juju Smith-Schuster, but you had no idea who the two was, and now it seems like it was clearly Mr. DJ Deontay Johnson. Next game up here, we got the Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got absolutely dismantled by Drew Brees, Sean Payton, and the New Orleans Saints last week. But if I know Tom Brady, it's I see there's a bounce back coming up against the Carolina Panthers. Now, the Carolina Panthers put up a solid game against the Las Vegas Raiders, but it was not enough because the Las Vegas Raiders ended up winning the game, even with Robbie Anderson catching a ball and running for like 7,000 yards somehow at the end of the game. Robbie Anderson is what we would describe as as a complete and utter fucking fraud. Robbie Anderson is the guy that you draft last year, right, for the Jets. You think he's going to do good. He has a couple good games, has a couple bad games, but he was on the Jets. Now, he moves to the Panthers. I feel like DJ Moore is going to have a bounce-back game. I feel like Robbie Anderson's point total was based off of one deep, long catch, and I just don't see that happening again this Sunday up against the Buccaneers, so I'm sitting down Mr. Robbie Anderson. Another guy that people are going to be talking about is Scotty Miller. Now, if if Chris Godwin does not play, Chris Godwin currently in the concussion protocol, Mike Evans was banged up last week. If one of those guys ends up missing, sure, you can go ahead and play Scotty Miller, but right now with Evans and Godwin in my mind likely playing on Sunday, I don't want to start Scotty Miller. For the starts, to me, it's pretty clear. You're going to be starting DJ Moore. Obviously, he did not put up all that great of a game last Sunday, but I expect a big bounce-back week from Mr. DJ Moore. This week, Godwin Evans both should have good games here against the Panthers, as long as they are healthy. Obviously, that is something to monitor, especially with Chris Godwin going into the concussion protocol. Next game here, we got the Miami Dolphins at home going up against the Buffalo Bills. Now, no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, but we saw the Buffalo Bills go to absolute pound town against the New York football Jets had Josh Allen not have fumbled the ball two times because the guy was just fucking around after deep dicking the uh 
the whole Jets defense, they probably would have won by a zillion points. But at the end of the day, they didn't. It was a close game. Not really, though, because they really just blew them out. So in this game, I'll be starting Stephon Diggs and John Brown. Caution, though, with this take. I don't think they're going to be super electric in this game. The Dolphins corners are very good. Byron Jones and friends of my Miami Dolphins are very good. So don't be surprised if Stephon Diggs doesn't drop a straight deuce on the Dolphins' chest. But at the end of the day, I think they're both worthy of being started inside of this game, even though I do believe the Dolphins have pretty good corners. We saw Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry play kind of well against them last week. I'm sitting down Cole Beasley in this game. Cole Beasley is more of like a super deep league start. But again, I feel like this Dolphins cornerback crew is just good enough. Now, that's not even me being biased because I think the Dolphins are probably going to get railroaded by the Bills. But I still think that we have some solid corners. I'm sitting down Devontae Parker and Preston Williams in this game. Devontae Parker still seems to be banged up against this Bills defense. That is very good. I just don't really want anything to do with either of these guys. Would I be surprised if one of these guys dropped a Jamison Crowder stat line on the Buffalo Bills? No, I would not, but I'm not going to be the one to guess because one of them is going to do absolutely nothing, and maybe both of them do. But if Devontae Parker is out, maybe I'm willing to start Preston Williams up against the Bills defense. Next game here, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. And if you know anything about this matchup, you know that Derrick Henry is going to run a train on the Jacksonville Jaguars. This game is going to be probably a Thursday night game a couple of weeks from now where Derrick Henry legitimately skull fucks the Jaguars and puts them in, it gives them their nice dirt nap. So in this game, I like baby Chark, do 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 baby Chark. Now, DJ Chark kind of did end up disappointing last week obviously he ended up obviously getting kind of pushed up there in the score by the touchdown but wasn't super involved I expect him to be much more involved this week uh for the Titans AJ Brown wasn't really all that involved he was though at the end of the game he they threw the ball right to him it was literally in his hands went straight through to score the game-winning touchdown so that Steven Gostowski did not have to kick the game-winning field goal where he probably had a brick of shit straight in his pants because he missed everything AJ Brown at the end of the day he's the guy for the Titans so I'm firing him up now Corey Davis I'm also going to start, but he's got the eh, which means I have no idea what the fuck got into Corey Davis. Last week, Corey Davis went full on, what is the best wide receiver you can think about? He went full on Jerry Rice, full on Calvin Johnson, full on Terrell Owens, full on whatever the best wide receiver in your brain is. That's what Corey Davis did. He went from an absolute bum last year to looking like the best wide receiver you've ever seen. Now, we've seen this happen in the past. Last year, the guy we just talked about, Devontae Parker, comes out of nowhere in his fourth year in the NFL and looks like a world beater at the wide receiver position. Now, do I think Corey Davis is that guy? Probably fucking not, but at the end of the day, it just could be. And the earlier in the offseason, I projected that Corey Davis might be good, but I probably would not draft him because the guy just has always stinked. I thought that maybe once Tannehill and Corey Davis got a good connection going, because if you remember last year, Mariota-san was the starter of the uh, Tennessee Titans, and in that time, he was working the second team. And you want to know who was on the second team? A.J. Brown. You want to know who was on the first team? Corey Davis. So they weren't well-practiced, whereas him and A.J. Brown had that nice connection going from practice. So now, with them evenly practicing, Corey Davis is starting to emerge. Do I think Corey Davis is the second coming of Jerry Rice? No, but against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I would not be surprised if A.J. Brown and Corey Davis formed the Eiffel Tower over the Jaguars' defense. But the Jags' defense did play quite well, even with not so hot of a defense. No longer the Saxonville Jaguars. More of like, 
I don't even know how to describe them. They're very, very young, very, very raw, and they played very well last week up against Phil the Thrill Rivers, so I would not be surprised if they actually played well again, but I will be firing up A.J. Brown and Corey Davis in this game. I'm also going to be sitting down all the other Jaguars wide receivers. LaVishka Chenault ended up scoring a touchdown in his first ever NFL game. We love that for LaVishka. Keelan Cole, D.D. Westbrook. There's a million wide receivers for the Jaguars. Don't start the other ones besides D.J. Chark. One of these guys could be good, but I have no idea which one it is going to be on a weekly basis. Next game here, we got the 49ers at the New York Football Jets. If you guys have ended up enjoying this video thus far, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. Like I always say, it's free. I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 Fantasy Football Championship. Now, I'm going to admit when I'm wrong, right? Last week, I said Jameson Crowder wasn't going to do anything, but it turns out he owns the Buffalo Bills because in every game, he just gets the ball a million times. The 49ers defense beat up. The offense beat up. The Jets may just somehow have Sammy Mono throw the ball to Jameson Crowder 7,000 times again, so start him. Just do it. Start him. He's the only one on the Jets that I would even be willing to start or any wide receiver in this game. The 49ers, Debo banged up. Ayuk banged up. They get Sanu. That's how banged up they are. They had to add fucking Mohamed Sanu, who looked like an absolute bum last year for the Patriots. They've got Kendrick Bourne. Don't start any of those guys on the 49ers. Just start Jamison Crowder and then sit down the rest of the Jets wide receivers. Denzel Mims also banged up. Brashad Perryman. Just don't start him. Until you see any of these guys do anything besides Jamison Crowder for the Jets, do not start them. I like Jamison Crowder in this game, though, even up against a tougher Niners defense. But we did see Mr. DeAndre Hopkins go to pound town on them last week. Next game here, we got the Vikings at the Indianapolis Colts in this game. I'm going to be firing up Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen played quite well up against the Packers. I would not be surprised if he played well again against the Colts because he's the only option on this wide receiver core for the Vikings. They no longer have Mr. Stephon Diggs. They no longer really have a key number two on that team. Adam Thielen's the number one. He's the slack guy. Kirk Cousins, mystery like that, loves to throw the ball his way, so I think Adam Thielen has a nice game again against the Colts, whose defense might just be fraudulent. Number two start of the week here, we got Paris Campbell of the Indianapolis Colts played quite well on Sunday up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I expect a very good game out of him again. Now, I know what you might be wondering right now. Nick, where the fuck's T.Y. Hilton? Why is he not a start? You shouldn't even have asked me that, because T.Y. Hilton... Does not seem like he has it anymore. Was making very bad mistakes. Kind of like A.J. Green. Just two old guys that are constantly banged up. Or T.Y. Hilton's been banged up for the last two years. Not his whole real career. But it's just it just doesn't seem like it. So I'm sitting him down. Obviously, if you're in a tougher situation, you can play him. But don't be surprised if he's a dud on the week. But the Vikings defense is shit, just so you know. Uh, Justin Jefferson for the Vikings. I'm sitting down, obviously. Like I said, there doesn't seem to be a clear number two there. B.C. Johnson also involved in that offense. I'm sitting down Zach Pascal and Michael Pittman as well. Pittman did make a pretty solid catch on Sunday. Pittman will eventually be involved in this offense, but I think that'll be later down in the year before I feel kind of like I want to start him, or unless T.Y. or one of these other guys was to go down, then I feel like his involvement will definitely go up. Now, onto the next game, we got the L.A. Rams at the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles last week fell to a clapping by the Washington football team. The Washington football team straight up demolished Carson Wentz. They ate him for breakfast. They did, and they didn't even use fucking milk. They bit him to pieces. Chase Young fucked Carson Wentz raw. He did him dirty. Now they're playing up against the Rams. And guess what? The Rams also have a good defensive line. Carson Wentz is going to get demolished in this game. Demolished. So I like the Rams wide receivers in this game. Cooper Cup and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods played pretty well last week. Woods obviously played better. I expect a great game out of Woods yet again as well as Cooper Cup against a not-so-hot 
uh, Philadelphia Eagles secondary. I am going to be sitting down Jalen Rager and Deshaun Jackson and friends in Philadelphia. Deshaun Jackson, typically a god in revenge games, just disappoints against the Washington football team. Now the Rams, not a revenge game. He's never been on the Rams, so I'm not starting him. I feel very uncomfortable with this Eagles offense as it goes right now. Hopefully Miles Sanders plays, and obviously they ended up losing. One of their O-tackles was hurt, so maybe him coming back will help, but it just did not seem very, very good for the... Uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagles football team last week, if I'm being completely honest with you. These Rams guys, though, Woods especially, I expect to go to absolute town on the Philadelphia Eagles. Next game here is the Lions at the Packers. If you guys have watched this series in the past, the Lions always seem to play very close to the Green Bay Packers. Now, last week, the Lions got fucked over by the fact that DeAndre Swift apparently doesn't have hands in the end zone. Wide open. Stafford throws a beautifully placed ball straight into the man's hands. It hits his hands. Or I don't even know where the fucking the ball was. I, I like ran around the room in anger after that because I had Stafford and I was looking for a comeback in my game. And that kind of sealed my fate for the weekend. But with that said, I expect the Lions to play very good against the Packers like they always do. Now, right now, we are unsure if Kenny G, Kenny Galladay is going to end up playing on Sunday. But with that said, if Kenny Galladay's in, if he plays, you play him. Pretty simple. The Packers defense didn't look all that great on Sunday up against the Minnesota Vikings. And I feel like the Lions have better wide receivers than that. Marvin Jones, if he play, if Kenny Galladay plays, I'm still playing him. I know for a fact that he plays better when Kenny Galladay is healthy. Last week, he struggled because Kenny Galladay was not there. So I'm going to go ahead and believe in him again next week. And if uh, Kenny Galladay is not there, I may be scared of starting Marvin Jones, if I'm being completely honest with you. For the Packers, we have Devontae Adams. Obviously, you drafted him highly last week. He destroyed the Minnesota Vikings. Devontae Parker should be able to, not Devontae Parker, Devontae Adams should be able to do it again up against the Lions defense. Uh, Alan Lazard also played quite good. Now, there are going to be people that are trying to start MVS. I think that was a one-week wonder, a one-week flash from MVS. I believe Alan Lazard is the two, the, the true number two on the team, so I like Lazard much more than MVS. Obviously, some people picked him up, so they may have to start him, but just be cautious that MVS may just be a fraud. And I'm also sitting down Danny Amendola. He is going to get some hype, so if Galladay does not play, I'd be fine starting Amendola, but in my opinion, I feel like Galladay will play, so I would go ahead and bench Mr. Danny Amendola. Next game here, we got the New York Football Giants at the She. Chicago Bears. Now, right now, it seems like Allen Robinson's requesting a trade. Things coming out saying, I don't want to be traded. I love the Chicago Bears. And sometimes that is key for, I love the Chicago Bears. I'm not fucking leaving to like LeBron when he said, he's like, how many championships we're going to win? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's like that. And then the motherfucker's gone like a year later. So I don't know what's going to happen. Allen Lazard, not Allen Lazard. Allen Robinson may be gone from this team. I have no idea. If he plays, if he's a bear, I'm playing him. He's very good. One of the best wide receivers in the NFL going up against a shitty Giants secondary. Al Robinson should be able to eat. Same thing goes with his teammate, Mr. Anthony Miller. Those guys could be able to form up a, um, what are those, was that called? I made a joke about it earlier. They could form that Eiffel Tower again onto the Giants defense. Darius Slayton, also a good start, but I do worry against the Bears defense that he won't be that good. Last week, he proved to be the number one guy for DJ Chark. So I'm going to go ahead and fire, not DJ Chark, DJ Jones, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. So I feel like Darius Slayton will be a weekly start with a lot of upside, but obviously kind of dangerous because he's playing another tough defense. I'm sitting down Mr. Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard. I just feel like Daniel Jones likes Darius Slayton so much more than those other guys that I just don't feel comfortable starting them. And I feel like Golden Tate may be banged up again and may not end up playing on Sunday. Now on to the 4 o'clock slate of games, I believe, with the Chiefs 
at the Chargers. Here, I'm going to be starting up Tyler, or not Tyler Hill, Tyreek the Freak Hill going up against the Chargers. Now, the Chargers' defense is very good, but the Chiefs' offense is even fucking better. So don't, don't worry. Don't bench Tyreek Hill because he's playing the Chargers because he'll probably go to town. Tyreek Kill and every week start with upside to completely win your week. Keenan Allen didn't play all that hot last week. Terod Taylor just didn't look all that good. I'm still starting him. Same thing goes with Mike Williams. Mike Williams legitimately doesn't seem like he's going to play at all on Sunday, right? The reports are, oh, Mike Williams out for a month. Not going to play for a month. And then out of fucking nowhere on Sunday, he's out there and he's playing well. So I'm going to go ahead and start Mike Williams in this game. I'm sitting down, Sammy Watkins. Don't fool yourself. Don't catch yourself. Don't catch yourself lacking. Don't be lacking. Don't start Sammy Watkins because this is what Sammy Watkins do. does. He does great one game, right? Week one. Just a fucked the shit out of the Houston Texans defense. He bent them over and raw-dogged them with no use of lube, right? And now next week, he's not going to do that again. He did the same thing last year, destroys week one, and was invisible until he torched Richard Sherman in the Super Bowl. So don't go ahead and play Sammy Watkins. Don't catch yourself lacking. Don't be a fool. Don't be silly. Wrap your willy. Do not start Sammy Watkins. But he does have the upside of being amazing in this game. With that said, I'm sitting down, me, Cole Hardman, until I know that Sammy Watkins is officially deflated like a football in New England. Next game here, we got the Washington football team at the Arizona Cardinals. Pretty simple here. You're starting scary Terry McLaurin. Now, Terry McLaurin did not play all that good week one, but I expect him to look better up against this Cardinals defense. Steven Sims in a deeper league. I think that both these teams could be scoring a decent amount. I do like both the defenses, though, since I don't like either of their offensive lines and can see some sacks happening, as well as some mistakes from the two young quarterbacks. D-Hop last week proved that it does not matter if you're new to a team. Most targets the man's ever seen in his NFL career. He should be able to dumpster the Washington secondary. So go ahead, start D-Hop again, and sit down Larry Fitz and Christian Kirk because it doesn't seem like any of them are involved. It seems like Kyler Murray literally steps back. He's like, all right, I'm going to hand it to you, Kenyon Drake. I'm going to throw it to you, Kenyon Drake. I'm going to hand it to Chase Edmonds, or I'm going to throw it to Chase Edmonds, or I'm throwing the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. And he puts on the fucking blinders like he's doing that, uh, what was that movie called? I forgot. Damn it, it's the movie where the girl has, like, the uh, the blindfold on and she can't see. I wish I remembered it. There was, like, a challenge about it. He does that. He just closes his eyes, and he looks for his brain to just find DeAndre Hopkins and throws him the ball. So go ahead and sit down. Old man Larry Fitz and Christian Kirk in this game. Next game here, we got the Ravens at the Houston Texans. And obviously, you're firing up Hollywood Brown of the Ravens. Hollywood Brown had an excellent week. Week one up against the Cleveland Browns. The Texans' defense, not all that good. Hollywood should be able to torch them. For Will Fuller, you're just going to go ahead and fire him up until Cooks is completely healthy, until he gets hurt, because Will Fuller always gets hurt. With that said, you're still going to play him, even up against a tougher Ravens secondary, considering it feels like Deshaun Watson is always looking his way. I'm sitting down Willie Sneed for the Ravens. I just feel like he's one of those guys that you just randomly put in and hope he scores a touchdown. He probably will one in every two, three games, but he found the end zone last week. Don't think it happens again this week against the Texans. I'm sitting down Randall Cobb, Kenny Stills, and Brandon Cooks of the Ravens, or not of the Ravens, of the Texans, until I feel super confident in any of those guys, especially Cooks. I think Cooks could be very dangerous in fantasy this year. I just need to see him fully healthy before I can really go ahead and deem him as a start for fantasy. Now onto the Sunday night football special. If you guys have enjoyed again thus far, we're probably like 20, 25 minutes into this video. Please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. Now in this game, we got the rematch of the Super Bowl where for some reason Pete Carroll, instead of doing what he always does, which chew your fucking gum and run the ball. That's his motto. He probably, ha probably says that on the locker room. Chew the gum, run the ball. 
but doesn't do that on the one-yard line. Picked by Malcolm Butler. Everyone remembers it. That's what all the ads are. But it doesn't make any sense because how are there ads of Tom Brady beating or Malcolm Butler destroying the or destroying the Seahawks? He's not even on the Patriots. They're showing Tom Brady also not on the Patriots. So I don't understand the ads at all. There was no Cam Newton in it. But with that said, this should be a fun game to watch. Julian Edelman to start pretty much every single week, guaranteed to score 10 plus PPR points. So you start him even against the Seahawks defense. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf went absolutely crazy last week up against the Atlanta Falcons. I suspect they play worse against the Patriots defense. But with that said. Still like both of them in this game. And I'm sitting down to kill Harry until I see him get super involved in the offense. Was relatively involved last week. I think maybe this week will be the time where he really takes that step up. But until I see it, I'm sitting him down. And now for the Monday night special game. The Saints at the Las Vegas Raiders. This is a game that had so much potential to be a very good game on Monday. But just isn't going to be because Michael Thomas isn't there. Sure, the Saints are probably going to win. I think the Raiders... Should play okay in this game. But with that said, just a much more boring game without Michael Thomas. Obviously likely going to miss a couple of weeks with that injury. With that said, for the Saints, Emmanuel Sanders and Traquan Smith are starts. But Traquan, you have to be in a super deep league to believe in that. But Emmanuel played quite good last week. I think up against the Las Vegas Raiders defense, they should both do good. Sitting down Michael Thomas and sitting down all the Raiders wide receivers. Remember last week when everyone in the comments was asking, do I start Brian Edwards? No, that's not what you all sound like. That's not even what you sound like if you ask me to start Brian Edwards. That's just the joke of it. People were talking. They were getting on their knees for Brian Edwards. Everyone was. And I told you, don't do it until you see it with your own two eyes. And everyone was doing it. And they got screwed over. Don't start Edwards. Don't start Rugg. Don't start Renfro until we see a clear numero one on the team, as they would say in Espanol. So thank you guys all for watching this video. Again, if you ended up enjoying, please, please, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. I would really appreciate it. Make sure you check out OverlayDFS.com. Link down below in the description as well. I love each and every single one of you motherfuckers and I cannot wait to see you guys later with the running bike video have a great rest of your guys day I love you all good boy